got the original background going for today. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we're, we're really, ready to go. Really flaunting your creative juices on that one. I know hmm. it was, you know, took hours of deliberation and thought and pros and cons lists. Well, real quick, let's just brainstorm some other good ideas for maybe like a, a Mini Cooper next to a Hummer or something. Oh, oh, that'd be way better. <laughs> that'd be way better. Or, a, or, or like, how about an Aston Martin next to a Mustang? That's good, too. That's too good. That's going to make us look bad, though. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, you know I like Mustangs. I don't know. Yeah, but an Aston Martin. I can't think of it. Yeah, but for generally They're speaking. just very different cars. Uh, um, what about uh, like T next to a Budweiser or something like that? <laughs> well, but they, they've got more. You've seen the map, haven't you? If you just There's a picture that I've seen online. It's like a, a pin of all the pubs within the U.K., and their entire country just looks like it's these red dots. Oh, I can imagine that. I can imagine the pub? that. Can I yeah. go get a pint at the pub? It's <laughs> probably not how they actually talk, but uh, somewhere, some they, someone does in England talk like that. What What is some really good British beer though? I'm trying to think. They like their shit warm. I know that. Do they really? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about warm, but like room temperature. Room temp. No, I don't know. Can't. I don't know. I don't know any English beer. Ain't nothing better than an ice cold beer. Do Brit- is that what British people drink? Is is I mean, mostly beer is their go to. I don't. I don't actually know. That's hilarious. That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. I, there, I, I see. I found uh, the Whiskey? British beer company, but this almost mm-hmm. looks like like a Applebee's if they were doing a uh, like a like a British theme restaurant. This is the That's the hilarious. Outback Steak Steakhouse of British restaurants. The uh, British beer company. That is, there's no way that's legit. Oh, it's in Massachusetts. Anyway. Yeah, in, interesting, interesting. I do think maybe Americans, we might be a little bit more snobbish about our, our beer. I feel like we probably have the most micro-brews. We have to. I have think to so. be the biggest country with the most different well, micro-brews. I, I mean, a lot of those European countries, Belgium, Germany, uh, you know, um, these countries that are known for their Czech Republic that are known for their beer, they stick to these, you know, these old-ass rules on what... Four ingredients, please. That on is what all makes we need. A, <laughs> on what makes a beer. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're strict. They're, I mean, you know, they, they set these rules themselves. They don't, I guess they don't have to follow them. But these rules that they set for themselves... Uh, stop them from making all these flavor-infused uh, IPAs like we do over here. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is my uh, coffee uh, cheesecake cherry stout. Yeah, that is no longer beer. Right. Yeah. This, like, this uh, is a dessert in a glass. <laughs> that is not a beer. Oh man, our accents are terrible. That's okay. We're not we're not paid accent actors here, Jared. We're just uh, no. just here for fun. No, here you for, did me uh, dirty. You did me dirty. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I, I always laugh at that. Do you know what that's from? No, what is oh, that from? Daniel Kaluuya. They did the uh, I think like the Golden Globes or something virtually, and it was uh, it went off terribly. And he was trying to talk, but he was on mute. And and they're like, oh, it looks like uh, Daniel Kaluuya is having some uh, technical difficulties. And as she's saying this, and they're about to move on, you hear him. He comes back online, and you hear him go, "You did me dirty. You did me dirty." <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you muted me. I wanted to say something, and you did me dirty. Uh, so now every now and again, I just say that. I just say that to myself. You did me dirty. That's hilarious. <laughs> And then Lewis Hamilton was just watching. He's like, don't worry, yeah, mate. Yeah, stay, stay positive. positive. Stay positive. You're doing positive things in the world. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, do you want the song, bro? 
Let's do it. Why not? Let's Johnny Song, bro. This isn't the uh, national anthem or the uh, British anthem, but that's okay. Which are <laughs> quite similar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, no, actually, the British anthem, though, Jared, is is basically My Country Tis of Thee. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. They're quite yeah. similar. I only realized that when I started watching Formula One and whenever, you know, Lewis Hamilton wins every every race. So I'm like, why do they keep playing the American national right. anthem? Then I realized we're the ones that copped the uh, the melody from them. Well, well no. But their so song's the, all the, about, like, God save the anthem, queen and stuff. Well, but the national anthem is different than My Country Tis of Thee. That's a completely different melody. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm thinking of the national anthem. That, that's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> not but, thinking, not, yeah. but still, I mean, it is basically is, the is same the song. National we anthem? just copped the, the lyrics. Is the national anthem? No, the other way. Uh, not the lyrics. We made our own lyrics. Or the, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Is the national anthem the same thing as the Star Spangled Banner? Correct. Okay. That would be our national. And then the other one I said was some, uh, My Country Tizithy is just a, uh, a generic patriotic song. Yep. Yep. Okay. That they, for some reason, made made me sing when I was in, like, I don't know, middle, n- not, not middle school, um, primary school. All right. Now I'm going to play the theme song. Podcast of Liberty. Of the I Sing. I my country tis of the sweet land of liberty. <laughs> Let freedom. Free. I don't think that's that it. That's what I, I was going to say, but I don't think that's it. Land where For, the my. chicken's fried. <laughs> oh, and my you God. and I. Is that the um, the Weird Al version? <laughs> Probably. That's the untranslatable version. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about the similarities and differences of uh, our British brothers and sisters. Uh, and also, I want to talk about, I was just curious, what uh, do the Brits think of us Americans? Because we are uh, definitely a quirky bunch over <laughs> here uh, in the in the U.S. And so uh, today, this uh, episode will be filled with tons of cringy British accents that are absolutely horrendous and terrible. Uh, we're also going to talk about... Um, some just some some of the ways that we might be similar, what, whether that be government, whether that be uh, food and culture, whether that be um, music as well. And uh, it's going to be a fun episode today. And so, without further ado, uh, I could not do this without my amazing co-host and my good buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? What's up, player? How's it going? How's it going? What's up, player? Good night, uh, mate. <laughs> That's more Australian, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah i think that's fully australian probably uh yeah we're gonna talk about the about the british people i'm gonna i'm gonna try my hardest to keep the accent to a minimum because it is terrible and I, i'm so bad at accents i can't do any accents which is probably for the best you know because then i don't find myself in these uh chet hanks <laughs> <laughs> white boy summer white boy summer situations because he's you know he, he's the one that also does the 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 like the jamaican accent uh, and it's bad. It's bad. Uh, so so I, I never even attempt these you things. You ordered your I know White Boy better. Summer t-shirt and matching uh, uh, tracksuit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I'm just trying to. It's, <laughs> I'm doing some like I'm doing some cultural appropriation. There we go. There we go. And I'm like, oh, just because I'm black, I can't enjoy a White Boy Summer. 
<laughs> That's racist. Yeah, you're the racist. Okay, listen, I I I could be part of the white boy summer. What I would enjoy... be like some? What would be like some other things? So you you get your white boy summer tracksuit your t-shirt, the Oakley Ooh, sunglasses yeah, with like the, the orange uh, tint on them. Yep. You know, with the colorful tint. Maybe a pickup truck. Yeah, Maybe. and then the pickup truck will certainly have like a monster sticker, probably a "Don't Tread on Me" flag sticker. It's got to be the like truck's a, probably lifted a couple inches, a, right? If it's a Chevy, there's a Calvin peeing on a Ford. If it's a Ford, <laughs> there's a Calvin peeing on a Chevy. <laughs> Whoever designed that bumper sticker deserves an A plus. That that's person, for sure. That person must be like a proper multimillionaire too. Oh, for sure. Just, has the biggest ranch in Oklahoma <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. What do you do for a living? I make bumper stickers. He's got like a he's got like a just a whole bunch of pickup trucks in his driveway, all with various. Uh, sticker. I guess he has to be pretty brand specific, though. You can't. Right. You can't have just every sort of brand with the other. You got. You got to stick to it. You could, of course you could. You could. He probably would because you know business people really don't actually care. You know. Right. So he's just like, listen, I got a Ford peeing on a Chevy. I got a Chevy peeing on a GMC. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. You I got a Mercedes Benz <laughs> peeing on a Toyota. I got everything Anything peeing on want. everything. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of cars because I'm a millionaire, and all of them are peeing on something. I'll That's right. You, I'll tell you that much. Um, what do, I don't even so know what we're Oakley's talking about. pickup truck. Oh, right, 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 right. Maybe some dip. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's probably that good. lip. That's probably maybe a good. little horseshoe. Um, probably some sort of a, like um like hat where the brim is folded. Oh, way you gotta too have much. the fishing hook on the uh, brim the of the hat hook. as well. I've never heard of that one. That's a that's a that that's seems a like a real country move right there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they just wear that like fashionably when they go to the mall or to a restaurant. Well, I, yeah, I think it. I think. I don't know who made it famous, but I just remember mm. seeing Larry the Cable Guy rock one, <laughs> and then a lot of other dudes at my He's high school. He's not even real, by the way. You know that, <laughs> right? Right. Well, yeah, that's not even the way he really talks. <laughs> He's a normal person. Not that right. people like that aren't normal. Just to be fair, people like him, like his character, do exist. Um, that's something that's different between the U.S. and England's fashion sense, for sure. No, no kidding. That being said, I wouldn't say that the English fashion sense is better. I'm not saying that by any means. Mm. I'm just saying they're different. Yeah, to each their own. That's for sure. <clears throat> hey, um, weren't you saying that you had some AMA questions? I, I want to hear some more of these oh, AMA yeah. questions. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. I did have some good AMA questions. Um, how many? So, how, how 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 many questions can these people keep coming with? They never run out of questions. Well, so I, I've impressive. been trying to steer the conversation in certain mm. directions. Um, so I try to have the, yes, it's an AMA, but I also tell the students, I say, ask me questions about X, ah, Y, and Z because it's whatever their, their chapter is in the, in the textbook for that week. So, so this, uh, this past week, we were talking about uh, describing people, places, and things, Jared. Mm, so, nouns. Um, yes. So, uh, well, and adjectives as well. You know, you're describing a person. You know, they're they're talkative. Oh, they're sorry. creative. A person, place, or thing is a noun. That's why. Right. That's why I said that. Yes, I see what, I but, see what you're yeah. saying. But you're not talking. You're talking about the description, not the right. uh, the noun. Well, both. I mean, we're doing a okay. little bit of both. All right. Um, but but anyways. Uh, so, so I you try teach to English. You're yes. not teaching because before you were teaching people how to teach English. Correct. Okay, but now you're just teaching yeah. English. Well, now I'm teaching a class on second language acquisition, which is the field of study of how we learn foreign languages. 
And then the other class I'm teaching is a speaking listening class. Okay. Okay. And so um, for this AMA, I tried to steer the conversation more towards some of the different verbs that were also in the chapter. So some of those verbs were um, prefer, decide, dislike, love. Um, I have this one student that always asks me like deep philosophical questions. Mm. And this week I, I knew when uh, that verb was like in the, in the verb bank uh, or the word bank, I guess. I knew what is love. <laughs> basically, that was one of the the question my student asked me was, um, like how how can you how can you show your love to someone if they don't respond? And I was like, uh oh, I was like, it looks sounds like somebody's been maybe leaving this, this mm. poor poor lady on red. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Take the hint. I think. Was but I, I well, I just <laughs> I just told her that that if you if you love somebody, there has to be some. Um, what's the right word? Re- reciprocity. Mutual. Is that, that's a word, right? Reciprocity. Yeah, but I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> that is well, certainly a word. Well, but I, but I mean, you need if if you know if you're texting somebody or calling somebody, you know oh, they should hit you back. Or, re- yeah, reciprocation. Is that yeah, the, and res- yeah. Uh, the quality of state of being reciprocal, mutual depend. Okay, I guess you're right. Reciprocity. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I've obviously heard the word, but I, I never really knew what it meant. Right. So, feel, yeah. So, I just told that student, geez. you know, well, if they're not responding to you, then... And you still don't think these AMAs are a bad idea now that you're nope. giving uh, dating advice now? No. Okay. I mean, it's there. I get them to speak English. We have conversations through these mm-hmm. questions. Uh, and a lot of times, a lot of the questions are related to what we're doing in the chapter. You know, the ones we talk about are kind of the crazy ones. The ones that you sure, know, I definitely you don't expect, right? Um, so another another one of mine was, um, which was a funny one, was if you could be a superhero, uh, it was decide. Um, which superhero would you um, decide, decide to be? Mm. Uh, and and so I I had to think about it for a minute, and I was like, well, I mean, in a way, Batman is just a rich guy that knows martial arts. Like, does he That's really cool. have any super? I mean, it is su- it's super cool. But, but if I you mean, could if actually you could... pick, you you think like I might as well get some powers out of right. it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I had to think about it, and so a uh, little trick: what you can do if you're not sure and you're still thinking is you can ask the other person, "Well, which superhero would you be?" So then, while they're talking, you know, you can try to you know give mm-hmm. yourself a little bit more time to think. So my student straight up was like Iron Man, hands down. Um, that's also just a rich guy. Uh, that's there. true. That is true. Um, I think maybe same concept as Batman, essentially. I feel like I feel, I gotta say Superman. I mean, the fact that you mm. can fly and you're super strong. Mm-hmm. I and mean, in, and in reality, no one's gonna have crypt, crypt, uh, kryptonite. You know, right? That's in that's only in the movies, but in real life. <laughs> right in real life, you can be Superman, but you yeah, can't. No have one's gonna. No yeah. one's gonna uh, <laughs> get you. I, I, I was thinking like, um, like the is it if you you the powers of any superhero of any super person or to be that person, that person, that superhero. Okay, because yeah, I was choose? thinking, I was thinking Professor X, but it, I would, mm. no offense, prefer pre wheelchair. I don't think, That's I don't fair. think I'd want to be a have superpowers and in a wheelchair. That's you know, it's kind of a, so, but he, you know, that happened later in his life. Mm-hmm. So am I? Am I? Is my life following the same tra- trajectory right. as, as his? Right. Uh, that so if not, then I would choose that. Otherwise, I'd probably go Black Panther. That's also, I mean, nice. not a rich guy, but that's also kind of like yeah. But you take the Black a Panther, supplement. yeah, right. 
But that supplement gives you that magical power. So right, and he's like royalty. So it's not like he, and he's he can't a baller, get just yeah, straight exactly. up baller. Exactly, um, and he's yeah. a man of few words. You know, I like right. That. That's so. If, if the, those would be my two choices, I think Professor X would be my first because that power just seems the most r- realistic in, in, mm-hmm. in everyday life. That, although that makes me sound real, real crazy. <laughs> 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 because his power is essentially just controlling people with his mind so yeah that's true yeah that could be dangerous well i guess they all can be pretty dangerous um but that was a cool one and a lot of my students do really like marvel movies so you know once mm-hmm. in a while it's fun to talk about that stuff let's see here i'm trying to think of a couple other ones here um i had a student ask me if uh they think it's fair that athletes earn so much money uh, and, and I, you know, I don't know. I mean, part of me is kind of like, well, they do endorsements. That's how a lot, like a lot of the ones that are super crazy rich are the ones that, you know, they do it. They have all these endorsements. They do all this other stuff. Yeah. So it's not like they just, it's hard to call it unfair. Right. Because like it, like it does seem like a ridiculous amount of money that, that no one really needs, but it's hard to call it unfair you know because the market decides <laughs> right know? right and, and and if people are and if companies are willing to pay this for a person then we must assume that they're worth that much money you know right because it's, yeah because if you know if it was a endorsement deal for a hundred grand over a year no like lebron james probably wouldn't uh you know and uh, entertain it right exactly and and the other thing is too is that with these with some of these athletes, um, some of them do give back, and some of them are have have done some pretty significant things. So so it's not like they're all just these greedy. Yeah, but I would say you know most. Would you say most don't? <laughs> would that be probably fair to say? that's that's probably fair <laughs> to say? You're right. That's true. Um, but, but but yeah, yeah that was just an interesting. Yeah, because I know professional athletes in China. Like they they have a they have an NBA over there, and um, they call it NBA. The probably the CNBA. I'm not sure what they call it. Chinese National ba- Basketball Association. Yeah, probably okay. something like that. But um, I, I don't not think CBA Chinese Basketball Association. Probably C CBA. Probably. I'm not, I'm not sure. I never went to any games. <laughs> there was a team actually in in uh, Jinan though. Um, Do you remember what they were called? No, I don't. Nope. Okay. Nope. But. Um, because I mean, basketball is pretty huge over there, but I don't, I don't know if I don't think athletes over there. I think they still make a pretty comfortable living, but I don't think it's to the level of our athletes. The main league is the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association. So I just pulled that out of my butt. Nice. There you go. Nice. Um, so, so yeah. So that was a good one. Another question I had a student ask me was, um, where, where are you going to travel to this summer? And, uh, and I was like, interesting, because, you know, they're students, so they're mm. thinking about summer vacation is, is coming up eventually. And so uh, Traverse City. And I'm like, well, well, that's that's more hopefully in the next two or three weeks once I once my uh, stuff starts coming in. Oh, but, they mean for white boy summer, where are you going? Yeah. Well, yeah, for I sure. See. Where are you spending your white boy summer? Was that's the right. <laughs> that's right. Um, but it's interesting, though, because that led to a discussion kind of talking about road trips and travel. And we had talked about in the previous lesson, like which which mode of transportation is better for which purpose, right? So why, mm-hmm. when is it better to drive a car versus go, you know, with a train, travel by plane, all that fun stuff. Um, 
My, it was funny. My, I was surprised. A lot of my students were actually uh, team road trip, which surprised me. And that actually leads me to kind of an interesting story I want to talk about uh, today, Jared. Um, so in, in China, what they, the, the term they use for kind of your generic like grandma or, well, yeah, like grandma is they generally call them um, auntie. And so this is, this is the headline. This is from the New York Times. It's a great story here, Jared. Um, uh, a Chinese uh, auntie went on a solo road trip. Now she's become a feminist icon. Um, so uh, this is from the New York Times. And uh, here we go, Jared. Tired of the housework and an unhappy marriage, a 56-year-old woman has been on a six-month jaunt across China that has challenged deep-rooted gender norms. Mm. Um, and so listen to this. So Su Min is a 56-year-old retiree from Hunan province in central China. And she bought a, uh, uh, let's see here, I think it's a VW Golf that she somehow got, Jared, for about $300. Damn. So is, she ha- what year is it? What is it? How new does? Can you see the car? Um, here, let me just send you the article. Okay. Um, I would guess. I mean, it doesn't look super old. Um, I would $300 guess three hundred dollars is a steal. Here, all right. I'm sending you the link right now. Right, anyway, to go. Uh, oh yeah. So, right, sorry. So yeah. So but here's a crazy thing. So she has a tent uh, that she that she put and built on the top of the roof of her car, and uh, she's just been going on road trips all over China. Um, and it's just been interesting to uh, hear about this because she has become quite the social media sensation over there. And I can tell you uh, from personal experience, Jared, that uh, culturally it is definitely, um, there's a lot of cultural or societal pressure on a lot of young people in China to um, have a family, get married and have kids. That's just kind of like what you do over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had been just, you know, she, Got married fairly young, had kids. Her daughter had kids, and uh, in in China especially, you see a lot of grandparents help raise the the grandchildren quite a bit. You know, it's not an uncommon sight to see uh, grandma and grandpa walking around with the kids while the parents are working. Um, and so, basically, she uh, I believe she waited until her uh, grandchildren were in uh, I think primary school at least, so she would you know not have to take care of them all the time and went on this road trip. Um, and now uh, she's documented some of her trips and stuff. I guess she's been featured in a couple advertisements over there. Um, but I think it's so for cool. Who? You, you know, know, for who? Um, well, here it's uh, let me see here. It's I mean, that's cool. By the way, she, it's a, a, a luxury pul- shopping website with uh, Mrs. Uh, Sue or I don't know if it's Sue or Su or Sue. I'm not sure what the correct tone is here, but it's an advertisement for the. Uh, oh, it was for a, a shopping uh, luxury shopping website on International Women's Day. OK, that's so. cool. That's cool. By the way, it's a polo, which is they don't sell in the U.S. And it's like a size smaller than a golf. It's got a sweet roof tent on it. Yeah, uh, dude. That, <laughs> I mean, this is a proper setup she's got here. That's yeah, she's dope. got the ladder and everything. I mean, I would love to do a trip like that. And it's it's so funny, you know, you're outfitting your van, and she's doing mm-hmm. it in uh, a Volkswagen a Polo. polo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it makes Although sense. Although that roof tent is pretty is pretty big. That thing is pretty mm-hmm. intense. Yeah, but it's still not a lot of not a ton of space. And I do want to get uh, like bathrooms and stuff. Right. Right. Well, over there they have a lot of public 
restrooms in different places. So I think oh, okay. you could, unless you're just in really rural areas, I'm pretty sure you can probably find, find something. But um, yeah, I've also been thinking about putting a roof rack on, on my van, though. I don't think I'd do a tent like that. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. It's It's really cool. And I mean... A lot of Americans, I think, don't realize how gigantic China is. So the fact that she's right. like basically driving all o- over and around China, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it would be kind of like the equivalent, really, of uh, you know, if um, your mom or my mom decided, you know, what we're going <laughs> to just go on a year long road trip all over the all over the U.S. You know? uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, but shout out to her, you know, uh, for for trying something new. Mm-hmm. Um, getting out there, seeing more of her own country, which I can fully appreciate. I mean, I, mean, I want to do the this why I got the maybe van. not in right. maybe not in China, but in in the U.S. or something. I start, this is something I I, Dude, I a Euro strive road to trip do. Would be amazing. That'd be cool too, for sure. For That'd sure. Be the only sweet. thing about the Euro road trip is I feel like it would be so much more expensive because you're renting a car. You know, if I do it here in the U.S., I could use my own car. Right. Um, and so I feel like I feel like it would be harder, but a Euro road trip would be fun. That was one of the trips I was considering for my Euro trip last year that got right. uh, cut off by uh, the uh, pandemic. Speaking of Europe, I just got a message from a good friend of mine who's a doctor over in Germany, and he he mentioned that uh, looks like the cases are going up again, and uh, they're going back down, doing, doing lockdowns again. Yeah, um, for sure, dude. And uh, and unfortunately, he was saying one of the main reasons is because uh, Germany just hasn't bought as many vaccines as as the UK and the US. Mm. Uh, apparently, both UK and US, we've uh, bought a lot of vaccines. Yeah, well, that's that's definitely something that we both do very well is buy stuff and hoard. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, well, Jared. So uh, well, anyways, first of all, big shout out though. Um, did I already say that big shout out to Mrs. Suh? Uh, you did, yeah. And right. I like I agree. I, I, I respect it, and I want to do a trip like that around my country someday. For sure. Well, Jared, uh, I think you know what time it is by chance. Oh, I do. I do. Let me tap my watch. Hold on. It's not, it's not getting going. There we go. There we go. There we go. It is time for some untranslatables, which are idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate to English on a one-to-one basis. And we are your tried-and-true, professionally certified, 10,000 hours, untranslatable experts here to decipher them for you. And would you like to get us started today, Jared? I have an untranslatable game for us if you'd like to play. Ooh, you can of say course. No, but I thought it would be fitting. So these are, this is from BuzzFeed, if you've ever heard of it. Probably not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, and it is, uh, we can play, like, I, I don't know the answers either, so we can play this together. Let's do it. And it is... Um, is it a quiz on British uh, words? If, um, if uh, Americans, mm-hmm. if you get 15 out of 15 on those weird British terms, quiz, you deserve dual citizenship. Oh, let's get these double passports, Jared. Okay. Let's do this. Although although Britain's not in the uh, in the EU anymore, so that's not going to help us get jobs in the EU now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's true. We can go to Ireland or something. That's We're true. All EU. right, let's let's get into it. Let's <laughs> let's hear these questions. Uh, Americans uh, call them French fries. The British call them chips. True or chips. false? Yeah. Chips. They're all true or false. Okay, that's true. Uh, Americans call it cotton candy. The British call candy it candy floss. 
Oh, really? Wow. I did candy not floss, know that. Candy floss, mate. I did not Pretty know Pretty sure that. it's candy floss. Yeah, I Yeah, you're so. right. You're right. Okay. Uh, in Australia, uh, Ooh, they, what, do they, the what do you think they call cotton candy in Australia? Uh, Kando. No, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I have cotton no idea. Ca- <laughs> I right, you got the condo. <laughs> Flossy condo. <laughs> uh, fairy floss. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Um, Americans call it a clothespin. The British call it a... Bobby pin? Is? No. Oh, no. That's a different... Okay. I think that's the hair thing. You're thinking uh, the yeah, hair I think thing. you're right. Uh, the, they uh, call it a nipper, true or false? Probably true? I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm going to go true. Go true, sure. False. The oh, British we lost do have a different name for it, though. They generally call it a clothes peg. A clo- oh, interesting. A clothes peg. Which is not that, which I, I don't think we say in the U.S., but would not be that foreign to a U.S. ear. Right. A I nipper, think you could figure that out. Oh, wait. Out. Nipper <laughs> is not even it, actually. I was going to say that would right. sound weird, but that's not even what they would say. So. Right. Uh, oh, I know this one. On a car, Americans call it the hood. The British call it the... Oh, I always get this one confused with the trunk. The because they call the trunk the, trunk the boot, mm-hmm. right? And the hood is the. <sighs> I do know this one. Granted, the answer's in front of me. I know the. I know it's true. Let me put it that way. The the hood is um, the starts with a B as well. The bonnet. The bonnet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got it. I'll. See, you got it. Uh, that is true. It is a bonnet. American bonnet is another thing in the U.S. in American English, right? Isn't yeah, a, bonnet, a hair like bonnet. A hat? Or, it's like a, or a hair like bonnet. A, yeah. That uh, some people sleep in at night to not right. mess up their hair. Americans call it a pacifier. The British call it a. Do you a, know what they call it? A binky. I, I don't know if it's a binky. I think that's what they called it in Rugrats. Uh, here they say dummy. I don't think it's a dummy though. I think that's false. But I a do. Dummy. <laughs> uh, do you dummy, think it's a I dummy? I forgot my dummy. Uh, I have no idea. I don't think it's dummy. Okay, let's say no. Binky, I. Fairly certain is Rugrats. <laughs> okay, probably could be, could be. So happens when you're. Oh, a 90s it is kid, true. Jerry. They do call it a dummy. Okay, uh, a binky. That's hilarious. Uh, Americans call them flip flops. The uh, <laughs> wait, <laughs> Americans call them flip flops. Excuse me, <laughs> flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> Americans call them flip flops. The British call them. Do you know what they call them? Oh. Is it not thongs? Or is Do that they what call you, them that? Or is that what they call them in like France or something? I'm not sure. But they say flats. Flats is a different kind of shoe. Yeah, flats is a whole different kind yeah, of okay, shoe. Yeah, okay, we're going to say false. Knowledge. That is false. Okay. Okay. The British also call them flip-flops. Flip-flops. <laughs> oh, flip-flop. but sometimes thongs. Oh, interesting. There you go. You got your shout thongs. Out, shout out to, to Jay Money over here. Uh, on ice cream, Americans call them sprinkles. The British call them... Oh, I have no idea. Apparently, hundreds and thousands. I've never heard that before. Hey, I'd like I'd like an ice cream cone with hundreds of thousands. Maybe hundreds and thousands. Maybe oh. just because they're, they're so small, so there's a lot of them. I'm going to say that's false, though. Do you, it's a do you lot of a, sprinkles. Any though. input? <laughs> that is Let's a go lot. with false. Let's go. With I, false. I don't think they're being literal. It's true. Oh, seems like a oh. mouthful. Uh, <laughs> do you want more? Do you want more hundreds and thousands on your fro, yo? Uh, uh, anyway. It does seem like a real... Uh, do you know what they call them in... Um, nah, I'm not even going to go there. Americans call them mints. The British call them... Do you know what the British call mints? No idea. They say here, jezzies. Is that true? I, I, well, we, that's what I we have, have no to decide. Idea. These are true, true and false. Jezzies. Have you got <laughs> have you got any jezzies? Let's say yeah. Maybe. Right. 
That's false. They oh. call them mints too. <laughs> oh, of course. Jezzy sort of sounds like something that they would say, right? Uh, although I do know Jezza is a nickname for Jeremy. Is it? I okay. know that from uh, from Top Gear. Uh, the main guy was Jeremy Clarkson, and they'd always call him Jezza. Uh, Americans call it cookie. The British call it a biscuit. That's true. True. Yep, that's true. Um, Americans say counterclockwise. The British say anticlockwise. That's true. I think that's true. Yeah, I know that from Formula One. Nice. Uh, Americans say someone because I remember hearing it the first time and I'm like, did he just say anticlockwise? Anticlockwise. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that's what they say. Americans say someone ghosted them. The British say someone <laughs> <laughs> pulled a Henry the Eighth. <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me, a Henry the Seventh. He's the one that killed his wife, right? Henry the Seventh. I don't know what Henry the Seventh did. I don't know what that's, Henry the Eighth did. I don't know what any of the Henrys did. Just the fact that that's so funny, it's probably <laughs> false. But I just kind of want to say it's true. I'm going to say it's probably false too. Let's go with false. All right, it is what false. Is it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> they just said they made that one up. The British people uh, <laughs> don't say that. Americans say make out. Right. The British say snog. That's true. Is that really true? Yeah. That is true. Snog, you, you want you fancy a little snog? They say, they say here, you already knew that if you read the Harry Potter books. I didn't really read the Harry Potter books, but I have watched British TV shows. What kind uh, of Americans, TV shows are you watching? Some snogging going on. <laughs> a little snog. I, well, yeah, I, I know you only watch G-rated uh, content. <laughs> yes, sir. But sometimes I like to get a little frisky and watch a show where people might kill, or excuse me, might snog. Uh-oh. Uh, Americans ask someone uh, with a phone for their number. The British ask them for their ring Digits. Oh, ring really? No, that's, what, that's true or false. false. These are all that's true. False. false. That is false. Okay. Americans call it butter dish. The British call it cream uh, crockery. <laughs> What's a, uh, oh, butter a butter dish? dish? A butter dish. Um, it's, What's it's a butter a, dish? It's a dish for your butter. Oh, I see. I see. I see. There's no way dish? they call it a cream crockery. I don't think so. That's hilarious That's if false. they do. <laughs> Is it false? Uh, Americans might call someone a dumbass. The British might call them a git. That's true. Is that true? I've never heard that, that before. That is true. Okay. All right. That was pretty good. We got 11 out of 15. That's not bad. That's not Listen, too bad. I don't want to be too British, you know? That's true. That's that's true. But I do want to keep my eyes open to what they're saying over there. So Right. Well, well, Jared, to keep you, uh, you know, Abreast. keep your eyes open and your ears <laughs> clear to what they're saying, let me give you some British words and let's see if you and I, well, let's see if you can figure them out because I have the meanings in front of me. So that's a little, a little unfair. Um, all right. Uh, let's see here. What, Jared, what do you think... Uh, what do you think the term? I want to find one that's a little less obvious. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, bagsy. 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 Can you use it in a sentence? I have no clue. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, for example, say um, say you and I buy a. Is that I like a plastic know. bag specifically? Um, n- no idea. No, no, it's not a plastic bag specifically. No idea. <laughs> uh, it, it's not a plastic bag specifically. Okay. So Do you have an idea of what it is, though. Yes. So let me try okay. to explain here. So say say we buy like a like a sampler basket of something, right? Mm-hmm. I see something in there, and I go bagsy. Oh, that's like dibs. Yep. Oh, yep. interesting. Bagsy. And apparently, you can also use this as the way we would say shotgun if you want to sit in the passenger seat of the car. Oh, huh. Okay. Yeah. They wouldn't Bagsy. say sh- shotgun. That's probably a little right. too aggressive for for those. Uh, for That's those true. Brits. And we and we love and we love our guns too much here in America. Yeah. 
So that's Shotgun why we need that. Mossberg, if they start naming brands. <laughs> Armor life. <laughs> uh, all right. This is a this is I think you'll be able to figure this one out. This is pretty uh it's it's a good one. A few sandwiches short of a picnic. <laughs> oh, like a like an idiot. <laughs> so yeah, yep. a, we have <laughs> yep. we have a few I can't think of think of it right now. Not the brightest bulb in the package. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Yeah, not yeah. the not the sharpest tool in the tool shed. There we go. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. Oh man. Some of these British ones are just funny. Uh Jared, what do you think uh um to pull a blinder means? That's like to pull an over on someone. To like uh to sort of trick them. To to trick someone. It, to, yes, it does mean that, but it also could mean, for for example, like go behind see, someone's back, s- sneak move. Uh, no, not quite. Damn um, it. did did you did you see Beckham score the equalizer in the ninety second minute during stoppage time? <laughs> he pulled quite a blinder there. Oh, like he really pulled it out of his arse. Cut, a, like a last yeah. minute showstopper. Exactly, and and finishing something apparently that is very difficult and it takes a lot of skill. Ah, okay, okay, okay. To pull a blinder. Of course, we got Is your, it like uh, a sport move specifically? I, or like I, an I athletic move? It feels like an athletic move specifically. I feel like it could be a James Bond type of thing too. Right, but I would, yeah, you know? yeah. But okay, okay, yeah. But it still you know. requires some level of athleticism to be able to or pull skill. A, a blinder. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. skill. Yes, yes, yes. Like I think if you could, if you MacGyver something, you know, if you create some, yeah, like weird maybe thing like that, diffusing a bomb as the as it clicks to zero. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite British English words, and uh, I'm sure you know what it means as well, but this is we have to talk about it because we are talking about our British brothers and sisters today. The word cheeky. Oh, yeah. That's got a lot of usage over there. What, sort of what like, does it actually mean, though? I mean, you're right. It has so many different it's uses. It's sort of like, are you pulling one over on me? Are you trying to trick me? But it's also like, are you flirt like a like? Are you trying to like flirt with me? You know, like trying to like, oh, you uh, like, oh, you're trying cheeky to cheeky bastard. Yeah, are you being cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So here's here's the definition from Independent.co.uk. Uh, cheeky, an act which could be deemed as impolite or shameless, but for some reason comes across as funny or endearing to others, uh, yeah. would be described as cheeky. Like a sh- kind of like a shady, so cheeky, like a shady tied- flirt move. Right, or 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 this one. Joe's children are so cheeky. They tied my shoelaces together last week. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> uh, uh, clanger. Say that again. Clanger. Clanger, like prison. Uh-huh. No, he's in the clanger. You dropped a clanger there. Some 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 coins. You you dropped some money. It would oh, be like, like a, uh, a good insult or something. You really dropped a, a real clanga on them. Well, it would be like if you dropped a really good insult and then uh, that insult might have been a little too far. <laughs> Is that what it means? It means That's it's hilarious. an indiscreet mistake or blunder. Dude, I've definitely been there before. You may, you think oh. you're making a joke and it's like, oh, oh yeah. okay, that's not as funny as I thought it was going <laughs> to Right. Here, here's, a, here's a British English phrase you might not want to use if you're traveling on a plane in the near future. Cost a bomb. <laughs> Is that like it make make a huge mistake or something? Nope. It cost a bomb. Oh, it cost a bomb. I see. It's just super expensive. Yep, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Oh, cream crackered. Is that like someone that's super white? 
<laughs> that sounds like something that one of my like family members would say about a white person. This cream cracking muff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can certainly say that about the British people. It does uh, exactly. It, it does relate to the word knacker I, or to be knackered. Oh, to be tired or exhausted. Yes. yes. Cream yeah, crack it. It is just like is just like to be exhausted as well. Yep. I'm cream yeah. crack it. Yep. I mean, I one, one, one like us white people wasted. get tired, Jared. You know, we get cream crackered. <laughs> That's just what happens. That's just, you know, it, it's part of the, uh, mm. comes with the territory. Let's see here. Some I'm surprised, though, Jared, by how many of these British words, that because I have 88 in front of me, mm-hmm. and a bunch of them we use actually enough to the point where most Americans, I think, would kind of know what that means. Yeah, um, I don't think, I don't think our, our, slang is that drastically different that's going to be my hot take right yeah i would agree i, I, I mean obviously there one, though, different Jared. words but i don't think i don't think it's to the point where for the most part i mean for the most part we can still understand them is what essentially what i'm getting at right well here's this one's a funny one jared i mean i think uh this illustrates your example here um miffed what does miffed mean? Oh, yeah, it's like pissed or something. Yeah, it, that sounds like something that they would say in like a early 2000s Disney TV movie or something. Right. Exactly. Like Luck um, of the Irish. Remember that one? Oh, for sure. For Brink. sure. Back I in can, the day. I can imagine them saying. <laughs> right. So miffed, dude. <laughs> exactly. Bro, don't be so miffed, man. <laughs> exactly. Here, I'll give you one, one final uh um, British one for today. What do you think, Jared? Is a pea super? That's just like a Debbie Downer. No, that's a good uh, guess. Okay. It has to let me paint the scene for you. Mm. You're uh, you're watching a, a sports. Your your favorite uh, who plays in in London? Arsenal, right? And Chelsea, mm-hmm. right? Aren't sure. they both in London? Sure. Say they're having a derby, but you got your typical. London, it's it's you know kind of cold and damp out. What do you tend to see, Jared? If it might be cold and damp, fog. There we go. What's the untranslate? What's the trun- the a phrase pea again? Super. Oh, that means it's foggy out. Is pea a soup thick, foggy or something? I guess maybe it looks like <laughs> fog. It's a thick fog, often with a yellow or black tinge, <laughs> caused actually by air pollution. The idiom was used to describe the thick, choking smog that settled over London, caused by lots of people oh, burning I fossil see, fuels I in a close vicinity. Um, so there, there you go. You know, that's it's a, a perfect super out there. That's a perfect segue because what, one of the things on my list of differences between the British and the U.S. is the, the uh, in, in the in Americans, excuse me, or United Statesians. We're not supposed to say Americans. <laughs> is United that us United Statesians have uh, a much better cuisine than the British people? And pea soup is a perfect example of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the the only food I can English. even think of in terms of British stuff is fish and chips. Yeah, and that just well, seems like average at best. You know, my my, <laughs> my I agree with you. I mean, first of all, fish and uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, you're not a, you're not a big fish person, but I, as far as fish goes, fish and chips is pretty harmless because it's just fried. You know what I think of is, is English breakfast. Mm-hmm. And to me, an English breakfast is a weird assortment. First of all, there's these... It's like beans, right? These black patties that I don't even know what they are. I pulled up a picture just so I can go through it. There, Yeah, there are baked beans, you know, like Bush's baked beans. I don't think they eat Bush's specifically. That's the one with the golden retriever. Uh, they have uh, two or one or two fried eggs uh, mm-hmm. over easy. A they slice have, of tomato. Tomato. 
it's not a slice of tomato, Chad. That's being disingenuous. They cut a damn tomato in half and just roast it up. It's like it's just a tomato cut in half, and then there's just a section of uh, some mushrooms. Yep. Uh, and then they have their uh, their not bacon, and bacon bacon, <laughs> and right. then they have just some sausage links. And although uh, then they also do the toast as well with like some some jam and uh, and butter, you know. And to me, it's not appealing. First of all, I still don't know what those. Do you see those black little circles? Yeah, the I have no idea those what things? those are. Um, uh, uh, it's, I, Keeps I, I, you regular. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I have well, no I, idea. I, I, I'm looking at. It looks like some sort of like vegetable thing: sausage, back bacon, eggs, tomatoes, mushrooms, toast, beans. I guess right. there's some sort of bean. That's going to be my guess. Like uh, a bean patty or something, maybe. I, I have no I, idea. That's what, that's that's what I'm going to guess because for the life of me, I'm looking at the the cook the sausages and the flip. The, <laughs> I'm going through and I still can't tell what the hell these are i I, i'm gonna go with some sort of bean patty or or something right Uh, i'm gonna tell you what what confuses me about this breakfast the uh the beans the -hmm. bean patties the tomato chopped in half is a weird one too i'm gonna be honest with you i like tomatoes but that's got to be that's not really an appealing way for me to eat tomatoes especially with breakfast like that and then with the over easy egg it's not that i hate an over easy egg it's just a weird combo to me this is going to be such a messy plate i don't know it's just not not for me i'd rather have a classic american breakfast Um, toast yeah for sure hash browns bacon eggs yeah yeah uh what else anything else i I would say maybe I, I would say, um, what, how would you do the eggs? I would. I, I would I'm an say, over easy kind of guy myself. I, I prefer. Um, I would do an over medium, or okay. or I would do a scramble. Or I would Can't do. Can't go wrong with a scramble. I don't know if omelets are American, but I would certainly say um, he, I, I, the classic picture I get, and I think that this is a fair thing. I just typed in classic American breakfast. So mm-hmm. you have the eggs, the bacon, the um, hash browns, and then and, and and then usually there's sometimes there's sausage or whatever, and then usually there's a side of pancakes as well. Oh, you're right. Yep. And that is a I'm down whole lot that. of food. I'm down. A whole lot that. of food right there. Now that is a that is a Can quality breakfast, that? right? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I probably I, usually how I do it is I would either go um, the classic American breakfast sans pancakes or okay. a pancake breakfast. So pancakes and some sort of um, some sort of um, pancakes, bacon. Yeah, and then maybe I would do like a side of eggs or something too. Maybe, okay. but the the Gotta hash browns, protein. the hash browns and and pancakes seem sort of redundant to me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <clears throat> I do think that we might just have more diverse cuisine here in the states because we also well they do have some diverse um, you know people living in England as well. They probably but I think have better Indian food than us. I'll give them that. Right. As far Probably. Because um, they, they are known for their curries over there. Right. Um, but but, I, but I'm, I'm talking about American food and British food. Because we can't... Mm-hmm. 
because we can't start claiming all the places that we've colonized and all the food that we've adopted as our own. Like, well, if we did it that way, <laughs> England would win, I think, because they've colonized more Although, than we have. I mean, they colonized us. We can't to a certain extent, though. I will say because we do have stuff mm-hmm. like Olive Garden, which really, let's be honest, does take <laughs> right. Italian food to the next level. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we just lost any if all our Italian <laughs> listeners did, Jared. Uh, uh, but um, but I would say just in general, like um, British food just seems so bland to me. It also mm-hmm. seems very like uh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not a fan. I'm looking at pictures of it, and I'm just not a fan. I'm going to be honest with you. Fishing, right. a lot of gravies, you know, <laughs> like a mm-hmm. lot of heavily like I don't know. It just looks very bland. I feel I feel like Americans are a little bit more. I don't want to say creative, but I'm going to say creative. Let's just go with creative. I'm going to okay. I'm going to use that term. What what makes you think that? Um, I feel like we're willing to to experiment a little more. I feel like we're willing to sort of take things to the next, un, maybe unnecessary, but sometimes out of that, uh, out of when you take things to the unnecessary unnecessary level, you know, beauty comes out of it. You know, and, and we really are the land of flavor blasting. We mm-hmm. are the land of of large quantities and sometimes mm-hmm. a lot of times it is excessive for sure yeah but i do think some like good things come out of that for example like like the diner i think is when we're talking when we're comparing these cuisines i feel like the the diner is a classic american thing that we sure. do very well and i think it just highlights the breakfast in, in general Well, i think the funny thing too about if you want to talk about the u.s and food and creativity we have some of the craziest dishes out there and you see it and when you see an advertisement for it, if you just saw a picture of whatever crazy food they're coming up with, you look at it and it's like, yep, like that has to be American. You know, like it, mm-hmm. it's almost like it kind of goes without saying. Like like fried like, butter is a carnival, especially when you get into the carnival food section. Right. Then it well, just turns into like I was even like thinking li- of, um, oh, it was, wasn't it uh, Dunkin' Donuts where they had a, mm. it was like a breakfast sandwich where the bun was two glazed oh, donuts. I think that was Krispy Kreme. And okay, either way, the yeah. fact that you're thinking about putting donuts as your bun for your breakfast sandwich, it's just like, dear Lord. Well, and we talked about we talked about Arby's doing their oh, I can't I know you could get a Denali style, but uh, uh, talking about their meat, their meat uh, sandwich. Yeah, what was that thing called again? I, I can't I can't think of it. The, the, the Denali style is when you added fish to it. <laughs> uh, did not home. Oh, it Denali's. had like what? It had like ten oh, different yeah. meats on that sandwich, right? It had like yeah, everything: roast beef, uh, the meat mountain, <laughs> and then you could get it. And it had roast that beef. Name just makes me crack uh, up every time I hear it. Turkey, pastrami, ham, um, and then you could also a corned beef, brisket, steak, and then cheese. And then they if need you to make a remix Denali of style. that song. That's By like. Way, uh, uh, this is not my example of why American food is better than British right. food. <laughs> they need to make a, a remix, Jared, of that song that's like beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. Uh, they need to make that and for the Arby's, uh, the, the meat mountain. Ham, turkey, brisket, beef, steak, beef. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I would say uh, we got, I, I'm going to I'm gonna say it, we got cuisine on lock here in the United States. I'm, I'm, I'm laying down the gauntlet. I do think, though, there is something very American, but also kind of British about like take, just taking things to another level. For example, when I've been out, uh, this was obviously 
as my coworkers like to say, the before times, you know, before all this uh, stuff went mm-hmm. down, um, that when we were, when I was in Germany, uh, the British dudes were always the ones that were the craziest partiers and like just kind of yeah. the, you know, um, more boisterous, I, more loud than even Americans. It does seem like it, 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 that we it does seem like we have that in common. If you're going to be in some sort of location that's say not the United States or not England and you find someone significantly louder than everyone there, there's a good chance that it's either going to be a American or yep. a British person or an Australian yep. person for that yep. matter. <laughs> yep. I think the only difference is which hemisphere you're on. Cause I think if you're like in, in Mexico, you're probably more likely to see some loud Americans. Americans yeah. If you're in like Prague, Bali. it's for sure going to be Brits. If you're in Bali, it'll be your Aussies. Mm. Oi! <laughs> so yeah, for sure. Yeah. We are always the loudest people. And we mm-hmm. do also, we certainly, we both, I mean, I, I can't speak. I mean, a lot of countries are like this, but I do feel like we, we are both known for just taking like like drinking to, to the next level you know yep. because even like and i remember partying even like, in general even like in the czech republic they were known to just drink consistently but you never got like this like let's like rip beers kind of vibe you know right. it was just it was more just like we never stop <laughs> but it wasn't like this sort of like 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 oh let's 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 like do a a, a pitcher race or something like that <laughs> and i do feel like we always we certainly do know how to take our partying just like to the extreme level that right. i think that's just a, that's just it you 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 mentioned it a second ago it's just that taking things to the extreme seems and to a be a lot of the brits that i at. have met jared they know <clears throat> how to drink yeah i'd believe it i'd believe it mm-hmm yeah, I mean, they certainly do have that reputation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without without a doubt. Well, um, I think that's culturally how both of our cultures. I mean, we we tended to use or we tend to use alcohol to socialize. Are there know? any other cultures you can think of that are known for just excessive drinking? I mean, there's I mean, the stereotypes Australia. are like Russians. Oh yeah, Russians. That's true. That's true. They say pole the poles as well. Polish people. Okay, I did not know that. Um, I mean, ch- I mean, checks I mean, I per surprising. capita drink. I think the most beer in Europe, or they did. Yeah. Um, okay. But once again, I think that's it's yeah. But they it's, maybe drink the most beer per capita, but it's not the same. They way. don't get like a party vibe, you know, like that, exactly. Not, yeah. <laughs> and it's I not, mean, they, they, right, right. Yeah. It's just I, not. I, we we are known for our ex drinking in excess. The checks right. you'll you'll find drinking a beer at lunch, you know, <laughs> right, and then going on with their day. You won't right. really see that here in the U.S. Right, if but they're having a beer for lunch, that's probably not their first or their last yeah, beer. Yeah, they're probably going to keep going for the rest of the day if they <laughs> right. at, at a at a pretty aggressive pace. If you see someone drinking beer at lunch here, uh, right. an, an, another obvious one uh, that I, I feel like we should touch on is the language, bro. Sure. So as we mentioned, obviously with all those untranslatables, um, you know the language is is there. There are difference differences, but it's pretty similar. Like it's mm-hmm. rare that, I, especially like an English person, it's rare that you're going to run into an English person and be like, I don't know what this person is saying. Like maybe a Scottish person that might happen or something, but I can't really imagine that happening that often with like a, someone from from England. You know right. something that always kind of makes me cringe a little bit these days, um, and I see it a lot because my boss is Italian. Um, is is complimenting someone for their ac- on their accent or being mm. like I love your accent or your accent is beautiful that that kind of 
it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. <laughs> sure. Because what are you supposed to say to that? You know, it's like, uh, thank you. It's like, what do we do? I, I, I don't know. I just find it's, I, it's just, I don't want to say it's insulting because that's too much. Like it's, I don't, yeah. It, but, but it's just, it's just like, it's just weird. It's like, I don't, what do you expect this? I don't understand how you expect this person All to take All you can this. say really is thank you. Because they're not, the, the person talking isn't doing anything. Right. It's like, this is just how I talk. Oh, this is how I try to talk. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's, dude, that was not, you don't need, you know nothing about my boss other than he's italian <laughs> and that was not that bad nice <laughs> thank you but this is just a, my normal uh, speaking voice uh okay the more you go the worse it gets. <laughs> that's fair um, but i but i hate it uh i hate it when i mean we really fetish fetishize uh the british accent over here yeah. like the british accent is is like a tool used in marketing you know where it's like let's just have a british person say this because it's going to sound fancier and it's going to sound more official with, if it's coming out of some british woman's voice specifically the british woman voice is a voice that we really right. love over here in the especially u.s especially on the on gps's for your cars <laughs> no. yeah at the next juncture please turn left um yeah um and but I, I feel like, have you ever been complimented by a British person on your accent? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Of course think, not. I don't think that's reciprocated. I don't think there's a lot of repro shit uh, <laughs> reciprocity there. There we go. Right. That's the word I was trying to say. It's a tricky word. It's a tricky I, word. But I don't. But I don't think I don't. I, I I would I wouldn't say that they necessarily find our accent to be uh gross no, or anything accent, no but our accents just don't sound as elegant right or we as... just i just don't feel like they're fetishizing our accents like right. like are they using our accent hey, in... dude <laughs> first <laughs> that's such a uh, stupid stereotype has your have you ever heard your your parents say that <laughs> like um, hey dude like that's <laughs> but i wonder if um like are british people ever using like american accents in their uh commercials to sort of that would be hilarious sound, uh to sound come off of some sort of certain way and if so Maybe. it's probably not the way it's probably not a flattering way to us you know I don't know. Maybe, but I, I will say, I think, I think, uh, we have a good relationship with the Brits. I think, sure, uh, I, agree, I agree with that. I don't, I don't mean to say that they're just necessarily insulting us. Right. I'm just saying, I don't think they're using us the way our accent. Oh rather, no. The way we're sure using not. it as like a tool and like a, uh, medicine ad where it's like side effects may include drowsiness. Well, they probably uh, don't even attack. have medicine ads over there. <laughs> well, no, I think they we're don't. one of the only countries I think that I think actually there's like one other that does. But yeah, for the, yeah, no, they don't. But I, I just mean I, I don't mean specifically a medication ad. I just mean uh, some sort of ad where they're trying to convey some sort of uh, uh, authorita. Authorita. Well, Jared, let's talk about music though, because I think music is. One of those things that it does kind of link us a little bit, um, mm -hmm. and we do have some similarities because if you look at, especially if you go back and look at the uh, 60s, well, really 40s, 50s, 60s, and then 70s, um, I guess 50s, 60s, and 70s, um, it's really fascinating that a lot of British musicians were so influenced by so many black blues artists of the US. Mm -hmm. And the irony is, is those artists didn't even <clears throat> get any recognition in their damn home country of the United States. Yet, like, one of the first huge concerts that I remember, um, I think it was Muddy Waters that they had, was actually overseas in England, mm -hmm. not in the U.S. So I find it so fascinating that, like, American music 
was so loved by a lot of Brits and like rock and roll and blues and R&B and all these different styles of music, which then led to what they called the British invasion in the 60s and 70s. Sure. And then Americans became obsessed with British music. But all these famous British people like um, the Beatles or um, what's that guy's name? Iggy Pop or something like that. He, he, was, know, he actually grew up in Ann Arbor. I didn't mean Iggy Pop. I meant the guy that died recently. I didn't mean Iggy Pop. He grew up in Ann Arbor. Yeah. The guy that uh, Ziggy, not the guy that died. Oh, David Bowie. Thank you. David Bowie. Yeah. (laughs) David Bowie. Oh, Uh, Iggy Stardust is his. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. That's what I got. I just got my, I just got mixed up in my head. But anyway, um, all the the, like. Yeah. They're all influenced by, uh, like, a lot of their big influence are these American blues artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah, there is a lot of, a lot of, well, you know, and now, Jared, I think we're seeing the same there. thing with uh, rap and hip hop. Mm. I mean, there's a ton of British artists now that are kind of coming out, and there's a few different styles of <laughs> hip hop that, yeah. that are like more, uh, like they've kind of come up in, in England, uh, which I think is kind of cool just to skit, see skit, how skit. it's different. It goes, exactly. What's that? What's that song? <laughs> Quick maths. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. And then, yeah. Bop, bop, bop. yeah I, I, I haven't listened to it in long enough. I, it's not on the top of my mind. But yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, so I guess all, all that sort of British hip hop is just. I mean, hip hop is American. I, I guess I, I, I forgot yep. that for a second. And so all of that British hip hop is just them being like, oh, we can do this with our, with our weird accents and, and make stuff that the Americans can't even understand. <laughs> we, we can do it with our, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you for sure, for sure. Talking about some shots fired there, Jim. I ha- so so I, I was thinking about sort of um, what, you know, I was thinking about like culture and sort of social, social media and stuff. And I was thinking that it seems like to me that the British are, are, are obsessed with this idea of class, you know, mm-hmm. and this idea uh, of like, you know, you, you, I hear it a lot because I listen to a lot of like British people when it comes to even like car stuff. Like you, you hear them with, like when they're uh, like obsessed with their accent and the idea of like speaking proper and like sort of fitting into this idea of like what it means to be like, you know, proper, which I don't think is a huge the Queen's sort of English. I don't think it's a huge sort of obsession. Oh, and money also is something that they're obsessed with. And I don't think that's a huge obsession here in the U.S., this idea of class. I think mm. money kind of is more. Money is. takes yeah. over more than class. But then I think also our huge obsession is race here in the U.S. Now, race is yeah, obviously. Yeah, but I think they have a big obsession with race in England, Well, I'm going to say race is obviously an issue in England. I'm not saying it's not an issue. Actually, that's something we probably have in common, too. Yep. Um, uh, I actually heard something just the other day. I was listening to a podcast, and there was these and and uh, this guy. He's American, but he has fam- he's he's his parents are Jamaican, and he has British family and stuff like that. And they came onto the podcast, and they were talking about like racism in England versus uh, versus the U.S. Because they were talking about oh, they were talking about how uh, people's response to the uh, the uh, you know when Oprah interviewed Meghan Markle and and the Prince or whatever. And uh, she and, and this lady, she was like in her 50s or 60s or something. She just said something that stuck with me. She said that the racism in England or the racism in America or in England is is annoying, but the racism in America gets you killed. It's way more like it's way more like uh, real, like real to your daily life rather than I think more. I don't know. I just that's just something that stuck, stuck with me that I heard a British right. person say, you know, I don't I know. I mean, it's just I, one person. I talked to a friend of mine in, uh, 
don't remember now if it was Germany or Austria, but they said that they kind of viewed racism in England um, as racist racism light. You know, mm. it's like diet racism. If you compare it to America, right? That's but what I, I'm I saying. I think I think we have I think we have like the pure the pure white uncut racism. Like I feel yeah, well, like yeah. our racism yeah. here in the U.S. is is really something to behold. <laughs> well, I mean, if you just look at the we KKK, have the crown jewel of racism right. here in the U.S. Right, exactly. Well, if you look at the KKK, and if you look at how you know, if you take a dive down that rabbit hole. The it's Proud terrifying. Boys, the Three Percenters. I mean, there are right. a whole bunch of various. The uh, there are other ones that I can't think of that I just hear on social media and stuff. There's a whole right. yeah, but I mean, e- I mean, even more than just that, just the way that is like built into our laws, and I mean, it's essentially what how our country was is even able to make it as far as it did was uh, essentially based off of you know slavery and racism and all that stuff. Right. Granted, that's clearly something we do have in common with england i'm not i'm not trying to discount their racism because we we got it from them right uh, you know america got it from them initially mm-hmm. oh dude there is some comedian that i saw the other day who was it who said that like um who said that like uh <laughs> like uh, like americans like like don't discount um like um, like people left uh Oh shoot! I'm gonna f it up. Forget it. Don't even. Don't even I'm gonna mess it up. It's not even worth it. Not even worth it. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I, I don't mean to, I, I don't want to take away. I don't want the British people listening to this to think that like yeah, you know we're not as bad as uh, as the U.S. Maybe you're not as bad, but it's different. And also, we just got we got it from you. Let's be clear. You know, we we learn we 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 learn from the best. I got it from you, Dad. All right, that's right. all I have. Well, I mean, that's also where the slave trade originated, was England. Sure, yeah. Uh-huh. There's mm-hmm. a, actually, uh, I kind of binge-watched this documentary on Netflix. It was like a series on uh, pirates in uh, Jamaica and Barbados and a couple places. And a lot of them were kind of like outcasts from England. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crazy thing was a lot of them, they would uh, raid slave ships and they would free the slaves. And so then after, it was really cool, after they freed the slaves, they then used that boat to free more slaves from other slave ships. And these oh, pirates nice. were really messing with the slave trade um, <laughs> down there. And it was just so funny to see these, you know, white, like, uh, uh, they had the, like, wigs on, like, proper British dudes mm-hmm. talking about the slave trade oh. in this. Yeah, it was. Our poor slaves are getting away. This is. This is oh, well, they, this is inhumane. They didn't even the, say no. The way they they're stealing our slaves. They didn't say that. Well, they probably said <laughs> that. You're right. Or, or, or it's, they, a, it's a tragedy. They're taking away our profits. Is more like what they said. Um, uh, but I do think how that dare that's they a, take people from us. Right. I feel like that is a very British and American thing, though. Is this? Well, maybe not. I think most cultures, I guess, there's this idea of yeah, colonization and, and just. Wealth and capital and all I mean, that stuff. In 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 um in pop culture today and social media today, a, a very popular insult towards white people, you know, British American, is uh, colonizer, which I think actually came from uh, kind of it's not came from, but it sort of was popularized from Black Panther when um when mm-hmm. the 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 the, uh, the little sister or whatever called uh, one of the white dudes a colonizer. Um, right, and now it's sort of a popular sort of jab at, at white people when you see them doing some cringeworthy cultural appropriation or something like that. You'll call them a you'll call them a colonizer, right? And uh, yeah, no that 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 is certainly 
you know, it's it's a it's obviously a British thing, but uh, you know, the Americans sort of have their own way of doing it, especially now through war and stuff. I mean, we're not sort of claiming these places as our own, but the what we you know we just have set up shop in various countries for for decades at this point. <laughs> nice in this idea. Did you? <laughs> You can always tell when someone's not listening. I just said we set up shop in countries for decades, claiming that we're helping them, and Chad's like, "Nice." That yeah, that sorry, that is not <laughs> nice. No, I wasn't listening. You got you got me, Jared. Um, sorry, because I, mean, I, I was... wouldn't have called you out for not listening. But it seems weird to just go on after I just talk about how we're uh, inflicting wars, and you just say right. nice. And I'm like, I feel like I have to comment on that. No, nope, that's only <laughs> fair. That's only fair. Yeah, I don't think that's nice. So so <clears> thank <throat> you for actually calling me out on that. Um, one thing I do want to talk about too, because I thought this might be kind of fun, would be um, some everyday life similarities and differences. Because we've been talking about some pretty heavy, deep stuff. Um, maybe we can lighten it a bit with uh, some of this here. Um, so, uh, so here are just some random things, Jared. That that these are some things I didn't even think about. So, if you go to the U.S. and you go to the bathroom or you go to a sink in the U.S., Jared, what do you usually see at the sink? You see one or two knobs at the sink? Uh, two. One. One. Yeah. Whereas in England, they tend to have a usually hot water and a cold. One of those ones where you just lift it and then go from side to side. Yep. yep. Oh, so they have... I feel like the two knob situation is more old school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I because think we it, do it have it seems, that maybe. I imagine, you know, not that the one knob situation is complicated, but mm-hmm. I imagine two knobs is simpler because you just have a hose going to each knob rather right. than them going into the same one in some sort of mixed situation. I don't know how it works, clearly. Right. But I do know if you have two knobs, there's, Wizardry, probably, Jared. there's probably two hoses going to right. each knob. <laughs> so he, here's another one that's kind of funny. Um, uh, in the U.S., the toilet knob to flush is usually attached to the back of the toilet, Whereas in the UK, it's actually attached to Do they the have wall. a chain that they pull. Uh, <laughs> That's when I s- some countries have that. And when I was in China, there were a couple bathrooms that had that chain. Um, in it's the UK, they the say wall. it's on the wall. Yeah, the, it's attached to the wall, inches away from the toilet seat. How does um, that? I don't even understand how that works. Uh, I I think when you're done, you get up and you flush it. So but, um, no not, no. Oh, oh, I get it. It's do they mean like the like they have in it's back Europe on the wall where it's like one of those little pu- plastic push thingies? Yeah, exactly. Right, okay, where it has like the shit push and the pee push. <laughs> is is that what <laughs> is that what it has? Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't know why we don't adopt that more in the United States here. My right. my parents have that at their place, but it's not common. Right. Uh, but it seems so so simple. Yet yeah, so that's true. That is overlooked. true. What else, Chad? Yeah, just a, a button to push. Let's see here. Jared, explain to me, what is a twin bed in the United States? A twin bed is a bed usually for a child, you know, like a starter bed for for a child. <laughs> a and starter bed, nice. Well, yeah, I would say once you move up from a, a crib, you probably just start with a twin bed and okay. keep that going, I guess. I don't know. I don't have kids. Yeah, so, well, uh, yeah, so a twin it's bed a small is just bed. a bed smaller <laughs> than, yeah. It's essentially so it's small the bed. smallest bed you can get. Whereas in the UK, a uh, twin bed means two different beds. Whereas in the US, a double bed means two different beds to sleep two people. In the what UK, mean two a different double beds. Uh, uh, like if you book a room with a double bed. Oh, you mean in hotel terms? I see. Right, right. So like twin, twin beds bed. in a hotel terms in the US would mean a twin, twin size bed. beds. Yeah. 
But twin yep. beds in England would mean you're getting two beds. Two beds, exactly. Oh, so exactly. Uh, interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. they call a twin bed a double bed? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. In the U.S., it is common for us to say, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. In England, they in say, it? you know what I mean. Oh. In it, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, inter- this is an interesting one. This is from futuretravel.com. Uh, the UK, they're talking about uh, immigrant populations. The US has a large Hispanic population. The UK has a, a large Middle Eastern um, population. Mm-hmm. So okay, so I guess bo- two countries with very well, large. Yeah. I live in Michigan, so I can't I can't relate to this. Yeah, broad. we have a ton of yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> that's true. This is this broad American statement that right. you made. Oh, here's here's a good one though too, Jared. The the water, the differences in water in the in the US, we tend to drink still water. Or water without carbonation or bu- bubbles, Colon if you will. Well, whereas uh, the Brits, um, they generally drink soda water or sparkling water. But I think that's right? a, I think that's a, um, it's a like Europe a European thing, right? thing. Also, right. because in Europe in general, unless you're in Austria, that's at least that, mm-hmm. I, there may be other countries too. But unless you're in Austria, in general, people don't drink tap water, right? Um, and so the idea of tea- drinking tap water in most European countries, once again, Austria is different. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> they are, that is they true. are proud of their water. Um, but you know, in most As countries, the idea of drinking out of tap water is not really, they don't really, it's not, it's like they don't do that. Jared. Know? Jared. So, so what, what, uh, do I mean if I say, uh, your pants are off and we're in England? Oh yeah. I've made that mistake before. Uh, pants means uh, underwear. Not, mm-hmm. tr- not they would say trousers or the jeans. Trousers off. Yeah. Yep. And trousers yep. are what my like your aunt or your grandma would say to you. <laughs> right. Put your trousers on. We're going to church. Right. So we call we call the U.S. Postal Service USPS. What do they call the U.K. Postal Service, Jared? Do you know? UKPS. The Royal Mail. Oh, of course. Of course, mm-hmm. the Royal Mail, and they wear those big hats to deliver with the little, uh, yeah, and they mm-hmm. wear, yeah, of course, and they even, I think they deliver with powdered wigs on horses, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, well, yeah it has to be royal. There's mm-hmm. some trumpets, do 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 do. Of yeah. course, the li- the <laughs> the Royal Mail is being delivered. You know, exactly. I actually I watched, uh, you know, Bridgerton, and the, this whole thing is that there's a uh, uh, like someone that has a publication that sort of tells all the gossip about the city called Lady Whistledown. And I could imagine everyone being like, Lady Whistledown's monthly publication has arrived. Squeak, squeaky, squeaky. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what else do you have? I know you have a bunch more you want to share with me. Uh, well, Jared, we might say one man's trash is another man's treasure. How would they mm-hmm. say that in England? One man's rubbish is another man's uh, reward. Sure, or riches, or probably just treasure. But yeah, okay. I was gonna, I was just going rubbish? trash and rubbish. Yeah, okay, yeah. Which is just, I think that's a fun word. That's rubbish. rubbish. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think trash is a pretty good word, man. That's trash. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Trash too. is a pretty good word. <laughs> right, man, trash. <laughs> Especially if you say trashy. It like that, that's true. <laughs> trashy um, is a good word too. You can't say rubbishy. Right, oh, rubbishy. Now, this is an interesting one, and I'd like to hear from people in the UK if this is still true today. This is from futuretravel.com. In the US, two people can make love numerous times without uh, labeling it or considering it a relationship. In the UK, 
For many people, making love to a person more than a few times is automatically mm. assumed uh, to be married. an exclusive relationship. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, now we're two months married. <laughs> a fortnight in, a, in another week. <laughs> we must start with children at any moment now. We must inform the town. Um, <laughs> now, he, here's one that I did I see wonder if in that's some still places. True, by the way. I agree. That right. sounds, that sounds exactly. kind of old school. With, and I'm it like, I don't, I, I, don't know, I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's happening with people our age or people younger right. than us, rather. Right. We're I mean, they got now. Tinder over there, too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, plus, I mean, some of the Brits I've met overseas. All right, Chad, relax. And any, <laughs> that's right. This is a family <laughs> podcast, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they were not ready for marriage. <laughs> the ones I met. That's right. They were ready for some America, though, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, here's an interesting one, though, Jared. Now, and I've seen this happen firsthand in Europe, at least, mm-hmm. So, and, and in the U.S. So in the U.S., when you eat out, um, or, or especially if you eat at, like at a fast food joint, right? Uh, fast food, John. They tuck their um, napkins into their shirts. Yes. No. Um, uh, but you should. Like in the U.S., it's kind of expected of you to clean up after yourself. Like at least most people tend to put their oops. put their trays. Like there's a spot for you to put your trays. And a lot of people, trays. if you're not an asshole, you know, you put your. What kind of food? Are, you said restaurant? Fast food. Oh, okay, okay. Fast food joint. Um, <laughs> I'm well, like, I don't know what kind of restaurants you're going to, bro. But no offense, most of mine don't involve trays. But fast food, I got you. No, I got fast you. food. Or or like if you go to a food court, for example, right. like in a mall, mm-hmm. right? Whereas in the UK, I the establishments never, sure. actually expect you to leave the tray there um, on the table for them to clean up. And I also mm, saw this uh, at duty. a few places in China. So it's kind of like you're doing my duty if you step in and, and clean. Right. Like, what are you doing? That's my oh, job. Oh, you're taking me job. Yeah, you're taking me job. How about uh, uh, put it down? Come on. Right, exactly. Stay positive. <laughs> Let me keep me job. <laughs> but yeah, so so that's kind of interesting. Um, let's see here. What else? Is there anything else you can think of, Jared, that kind of, you know, when you think of UK and US, I do think that we are... <laughs> kind of like brothers or maybe cousins, you know? Mm-hmm. When For I sure. think of the Brits. For sure. Um, oh, I did want to mention, though, before we end the episode, just a few things I read online about how uh, what Brits think of America. Um, so, uh, And I'm curious to hear what your take on a couple of these things are. Uh, number one, a Brit posted they love how... Um, how cheap it is um, when it comes to like going on road trips and like owning a car. This was someone who lived yeah. in the U.S. and lived that's in England. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's a huge benefit of the U.S. in general for sure. Are is it a lot cheaper over here for like yeah. vehicles and gas? Probably is also we don't have uh, um, extensive inspections over here. Some states I know there are, but not all of them. Right? Gas is cheaper. There's um, well, you know if, that depends on where you're at. I mean, like if you're in California. You, you know, there's or even Pennsylvania. You know, there's emissions, and then there's like a right. safety inspection to make sure your car's not about to fall apart. You know, right. we live in Michigan where you could just drive any piece of shit, yep. and and there's no no way to authenticate that. But in general, in England, most places in Europe, you know, you, there are you know emissions and higher standards for your right. car, and then there's and then there's just higher taxing for for bigger engines. You know, like a suburban or something like that. You know, like a V8 engine is going to cost you a lot more just through like taxing and stuff like that in 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 England than it would in the United States. And then that's not even factoring in gas of course, which is also much more expensive in England as well right. and Europe For in sure. general. Well, and we have bigger roads and more space too. So that might sure. also add mm-hmm. 
um, a different factor to it. Um, another thing I read that uh, a lot of British people um, kind of liked about visiting the U.S. was our just the crazy food we have. You know, like all the the yeah. like we we are we are certainly not starved for choice here in the United States. Yeah, and I really love I really do love the term flavor blast because I really do feel like we are <laughs> yeah, the country of term. the of the flavor blast. Like we we take our food to the next level at all chances. You know, right. And, and yeah, uh, and so and so, I, yeah. I, I think that's a, and, and I mean, we highlight in our shows like uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives, man versus food. You know, all these shows where it's like, look at us. This is the the steak as big as your face challenge or whatever. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all those different. That have we done an episode on competitive Dude, eating? Do we? I don't know if we should do it. We should do. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if competitive eating would be good, but I think what would be fun would like crazy be like restaurant yeah. deals like that. Yeah, like 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 those those meals where it's like uh, essentially where you go to those different restaurants and it's like if you eat a like six six hundred wings in a in a day, you get your name it's on the free wall and or you get a t shirt <laughs> and a plaque on the wall or some <laughs> right. shit. Uh, or a, if you a eat, cheap like, trucker like a, hat, like a dozen donuts in like five minutes or something, you know, like all those right uh, like crazy challenges that they have that would be you, a super fun episode right let's let's have let's to do, do that, that, next, that yeah. that'll be, and that's that'll a be super fun. american episode too because i feel like that's sure. got to be a uniquely a uniquely american thing i i would say so i would i would be willing <laughs> they to probably argue. have some drinking contest around the world but i think right. just the way that we just it's not even uncommon to for there to have like these eating contests right. to get your name on a wall <laughs> right oh for sure yeah there's there's a lot of that uh, most <sighs> definitely another thing i read as well which came to kind of no surprise once again was uh, like music and movies. I do think we are probably one of the top um, in the world when it comes to some of the best music and movies out there. You did say um, move, uh, music. Right. Um, movies you think British well. movies? No, no, American. American oh, music okay. and movies. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with um, that. And, and that's what uh, I also read. A few people mentioned that as well. So For sure. So, yeah, I, I oh, have right. to say, These though. are lists that British people right. found about Engl- America. Right. right, I forgot. Now, yeah. a few things, though, that the Brits, we talked about the good. We have to talk a little bit about the bad, Jared. It's only fair. So sure. one of the things that caught the Brits uh, by surprise, which doesn't surprise me, is uh, just the, the ease of uh, accessibility to buying guns, seeing guns, uh, shooting guns, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that... I'm pretty sure you could go to almost any shooting range in the U.S. Um, I wonder, can tourists go there? I, I, I don't know what the laws are. Oh, do you have to like show your license to shoot at a shooting range or something? Right. You, you probably can. You probably right. can. I'm sure I, they I probably just have can. to show their passport, but yeah. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. But that was one thing which, I mean, you know, it yeah, doesn't that's, surprise yeah. me. I mean, our I'm country with is pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, our country is pretty crazy when it comes to that. Um so that was one thing. Also, just like our, our political system. Now, their political system can they be all a shit show, at too. each other with wigs on. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but they just kind of meant like the way it's... I guess I will say this. I mean, we... I politics mean, in the U.S. are kind of like professional sporting events almost. Like just the way sure. the fanfare is and all and that And the shit. strategy behind it, too. Because yep. we're really at a point, especially when you look at the Republicans in a lot of states, like Georgia, for example, mm-hmm. uh, where like the only way they can really win is by these like uh, these 
these like uh, sort of tactics and in, in laws that they put in place that some don't even make any sense or like these weird gerrymandering where they cut out very specific areas and right. they're just continuing to there was just a law put into place a couple of weeks ago where they just continue to strengthen these voter suppression laws to the point where there are a whole bunch of rules but one of them is you can't even give someone uh, like food or drink if they're standing in line. Yeah, that's and, a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I saw some, some of these really lines, funny tweets about that. And some of these lines are uh, another example of how, you know, our system's rigged. You know, some of these lines are hours and hours long and, and only in right. very specific neighborhoods, you know, like Time I've never, I've never been yeah. in that. I've never had to wait in these hour long lines, but I'm not in an area that, that is, you know, subject to as heavy voter suppression like some of these right. southern some southern neighborhoods and so yeah I, I would say just like i i can't speak for england i don't know what's going on over there but like the like the, the this the amount of trickery that people can really get away with here and then also just like the amount of sort of like it's like talk you know it's it's a, it's a lot a lot of talk and 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 not a lot of not a lot of substance you know right kind of like wrestling almost yeah that's a good that's a good comparison i will say one other thing though um i think militarily speaking you don't want to mess with the u.s or the uk (laughs) Uh, okay yeah i I thought you were gonna say say just the u.s specifically because that sounds like such a stupid american thing to say you don't want to mess with us you wouldn't you don't want to get into a war with us I mean, that it's a very American. Thing I, to I say. actually, I don't know much about the, I, the I could British. See, I could see Americans and Brits both kind of pounding their chests like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Americans uh, love to wear that back-to-back uh, um, World War champs, baby. Yeah, but you know that doesn't really fly. Executive World War champs. America. That doesn't really fly the way you want it to in England. Right. You know. Right. Well, also, I mean, England was bombed to shit. You know, I mean, not that we didn't lose American soldiers, but I would say the loss in England was significantly worse than in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, most of, yeah, a lot of Europe was, but I mean, listen, you should never wear that shirt, period. No, I I agree. (laughs) I agree with you. That's just a stupid, ridiculous shirt. Um, So, yeah. It's a terrible shirt. It's an embarrassing, terrible shirt. Exactly. And I think on that note, Jared, I think that's where we can end today's podcast. So if yeah, you're going sure. to visit uh, our brothers and sisters in England, don't, don't be rocking your consecutive World War <laughs> champ shirt. Um, but yeah, let us know, though, at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com what you think about some similarities or differences between the U.S. and the U.K. Um, I do think we are still kind of bonded by language and our history a little bit. Um, so yeah, but let us know. Also, you can check us out on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, and on YouTube as well if you want to see our beautiful faces. And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyeme, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya. Should have had some cool, catchy uh, British slang slogan or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don't forget to not be too few sandwiches to bring to the picnic. <laughs> I don't know. I've no idea. Drop your lolly and, br- and, and flip your sweat. Oh, uh, flip your flip your, flop. <laughs> I can't even. Th- drop your lolly and flip your, your tallywag. I don't know. I'm listening to. <laughs> I'm, I've been watching Arrested. Have you watched um, Arrested Development before? No. I remember we watching Arrested Development. 
And th- there's a whole part of season three where uh, they're, they're, you know, going up against these British people. Going up. It's a comedy. You know, they're not fighting. But, you know, they, they, it's about, it's essentially about crime. So, you know, they're trying. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there's just a, a whole lot of confusion. Apparently, they claim that the word pussy is a compliment. So there's a part where, uh, where this one girl that Michael has a crush on is like, oh, Michael. You're such a and they but they they bleep the word <laughs> and Michael's like what? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and then also obviously they they made a joke about the fact that you know what they call uh, cigarettes over there. Um, Ooh, can't be saying that word. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to say it. Can't be saying that word, Jared. You're gonna be getting us canceled. <clears throat> but yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. British English is something else. I have a couple students, dude, who love British English, and I shit you not, they have a British accent. But they learn. They're Chinese students, right? You, you yeah, mean, they learn British English, right? Well, they learn kind of a weird mixture. It really and it really depends on your school and your teacher. Um, mm. You know, because I think they they understand the value of learning both. Okay, they're, they they seem very. Uh, strate- like strategic with it. That sounds very strategic. Yeah. Where it's like, listen, uh, th- this has nothing to do with, like, this is all about what's the right move here, you know? Right. Language wise. And they're, both of them have their pros and cons. Is it true mm-hmm. that if you're in Hong Kong, say the H word, if Ooh, you're in, in Hong Kong, they <laughs> speak British English, though? I think so, yeah. Okay. Generally, from my understanding, people in Hong Kong speak pretty good English. Same That's with what Taiwan, I've heard too. from what I've heard. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, China, not so much though. Mainland China, there's a most people don't speak very much of any English. Um, yeah, I remember I had a Taiwanese friend in when I lived in Germany, Martin Shi. I mean, his English was flawless. He didn't have a British accent though, unfortunately. But it's uh, a bummer. <laughs> but his English was flawless. Probably still is. I don't know what I'm saying. Was <laughs> right. He forgot all his English one one I mean, morning. Shit. He just I, wakes up. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say my German was ever flawless, but it's certainly a lot worse than it used to be. 